welcome to the heartbeat. So this is the official, unofficial announcement that we're going to have episodes released every single Sunday. <laughs> For those of you that are new uh, to the podcast, it used to be a daily podcast and then my life got busy and started picking up a lot more stuff and so a daily podcast just wasn't on the plate and kind of was very inconsistent with it for quite some time and now that I have a team working on stuff and it ain't just me anymore we're going to be doing some more consistency around here in these parts which is going to be great so every Sunday expect a new podcast even though this one was released on a Tuesday but you know it's just what happens there's going to be consistency people (laughs) it's happening and I'm really excited to announce that um also, some other exciting stuff that's happening. We got our, my next live event, Unlock Love, is going to be announced by the end of the month. So hold on tight. It's coming. I know you guys have been DMing me, asking me about it. When's the next one? Come to my city. All that stuff. Uh, we're working through it, and, and I'm working with an amazing team on that. So patience. It's coming. And I, say, I would say the biggest thing that is kind of in the space right now for me and for the community is the launch of the Heart Gang. Something I'm really excited about because it's a community of like-hearted people who want to grow in the relationship with themselves and others. That's everything from boundary setting to emotional intelligence to deep inner healing work to effective communication. I'm talking. We cover a lot, and I basically condensed all of my many years of coaching experience and expertise into a monthly course for you guys and it's not just a course where you learn the tools and go through the process and go through the inner work to actually change your life but it's also the friend group and the right community to get that done as well Uh, because I've noticed just in my life you know the fastest way to change your life is to change who you hang out with and I was doing all this personal development and reading all these books and going to all these events and really working on myself but I was really having a hard time integrating it and I noticed that when I changed who I hung out with who I spent time with, uh, it was when everything stuck and I actually made some real powerful shifts in my life. And I know that the right community is something that's lacking for a lot of people. So if you do want to get plugged in, DM me. There's nothing official on it yet because my website's in development still and that should be done by the end of the month, fingers crossed. But if you do want to look into that, you're looking for the right peer group, you do want to grow in your self-love, your self-esteem and the relationships that you have with other people as well as get plugged into the right community. DM me on Instagram. Let me know that you're interested in joining the Heart Gang, and I'll let you know some deets. And also, if you're in LA, we're having a meetup on the 22nd. DM me if you want details on that as well. It's a free meetup just so you can meet the community, especially in LA, and get to see what we're about. But we're just going to be hanging out, having a pool party, shooting shit, and uh, it's going to be great. So DM me if you want more details on that. All that stuff's going to be coming out soon. Get excited because we got lots stuff coming out in this space very very soon and with that being said i do want to introduce anna wood is our guest for the podcast episode today she's a really good friend of mine and man this podcast episode we went all over the place and that's what i love about this new format because it does leave the door open for just so much um so much variety. We can talk a lot about anything. And we went deep down some rabbit holes about aliens and time and emotions and raising your vibration. (laughs) And so, you know, I'm a woo woo person. I would consider myself that I'm also a little bit more of a logical, like, like scientific based as well. 
we kind of covered a lot of woo-woo stuff in this episode, so just show up with an open mind, show up with an open heart. Uh, it was an amazing conversation, and I, I wasn't not expecting it to go in that direction that it did. Uh, but yeah, you can get a lot out of this, and do follow Anna on social media. Just search Anna Wood. She does leave her her, uh, her stuff is in the show notes as well, but she does give herself a shout-out at the end where you can find all of her stuff. So make sure you do go follow her. She's an amazing human, and she's helped me out a lot in my life, and she's an amazing friend. So... With that being said, you're listening to The Heartbeat. So what's on your heart to talk about? (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I wasn't expecting that question. Oh, that just made my heart like pitter patter. (laughs) Oh, well, Mm. let's talk about it. All right. Well, what is on my heart right now? I just got back from Bali, and my heart is wide open. Um, I got an ass-kicking there in, in personal healing and really dropping in to my present self. Bali is super ultra-high-vibrational. It yeah. is the sacral chakra of the earth. It's where six ley lines intersect, and the The vibration is in the soil, it's in the food you eat, and I knew, you know, I study energy, I study vibrations, that's why I went to Bali, I knew it was (laughs) going to be high vibrational, but I am, I dedicate my life to creating the highest vibrational life um, and ways of being that I can, and so I'm not used to getting the ass kicking that I did in Bali, and the magic that's there is that it is so high vibrational. It like surgically removes whatever the lowest vibrational thing is within you. That's holding you back. And for me, Mm. what I discovered painfully is that I'm a workaholic and, Mm. um, Bali showed me that by breaking absolutely every technological, uh, connection that I had with the outside world while I was there (laughs) and absolutely forcing me to take time off. And I thought something was broken with the universe. I thought there was some sort of blip in reality. (laughs) What's wrong? I can't work. Yeah. Cause like, I know I'm so divinely protected and I, I just couldn't believe that these things weren't working for me. It was just so not what I've been used to lately. Mm. Um, but when I realized, because everything is always happening for us, and the mm. question I always ask is like, what is this teaching me? Mm. And when I asked that question, the answer I got was, you're a workaholic. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I haven't taken a day off since I started my company two and a half years ago. And then I was like, wait, I haven't taken a day off actually for the two years before that when I was in business school. And I was like, wait. I haven't taken a year off, a day off since the year before that when I was applying to business school. Wait, I haven't taken a year off, a day off since I started working at Google four years before. Oh, I haven't taken a day off since. Oh, oh wait, I've never taken a day off. Like literally, ever since I was born, I was born and bred by my family to achieve, mm-hmm. to go to the absolute best schools and and be the best and do the best on paper, whatever that meant in the traditional means of success and in a lot of ways that served me, that gave me a lot of opportunities, a lot of advantages, but in the life I live now, which is an aligned life with who I really am, 
the hustle doesn't actually serve me anymore. I'm in alignment. I don't need to keep pushing. I don't need to keep forcing. I don't need to, like Mm. you and I talk about, have my adrenals firing (laughs) like crazy. Yeah. And And so that's how, that was how you got connection and love for back then. Yeah. Right. And so you were just playing out that narrative. Yeah, exactly. And, um, it's funny you guys, cause Kevin and I went to lunch not long before Bali and, he was telling me about his healing of his Mm -hmm. adrenals and it really stuck with me. And I knew that my adrenals were firing, but I hadn't traced it back as far as I did in Bali. And um, it's amazing when you raise your awareness, like how quickly you really can heal because anytime I get a message from the universe, I act on it immediately. So Mm -hmm. as soon as it, I always say out loud, message received. I said message received. And immediately I started meditating for hours every day. I went to three yoga classes a day and every single night did some sort of something spiritual like ecstatic Mm -hmm. dance or cacao ceremony and within a week I became more present than I've been since I was a kid I mean and I came home and every single I've only been home for a week every single person that's encountered me is like you're so present you're so grounded you're the most present person (laughs) I know and people do tell me that in general but not like like this last week has been or I don't know if they're all angels just coming to help tell me to (laughs) confirm I'm on path yeah, yeah. But, well, yeah, that's I'm dropped in. So many people, whether it's workaholics or gymaholics mm-hmm. or um, busy duaholics, yeah. right? You're doing all the things, and there's never even if you're like going out and partying, you're hanging out with friends. You all there's always something to do, and there's never like you're never just being. Yeah, like if you ever just like not had the TV on and turned your phone off and just kind of sat with yourself and stared at a blank wall. Now I do. Yeah. But to some people, that's like a prison sentence. Of course. You know what I mean? And um, I guess my question to you is, and now having your the awareness that you do, uh, what was it that you were running from? Well, or, I, or were you? I think for so much of my life, my identity was attached to what I did and what I had accomplished. Yeah. And I used to really pride myself not that I don't pride myself on now, it's just not my identity. Right. If people asked me about myself, I would say, oh, I'm a Stanford MBA. I, I worked at Google. I, these are the things that I have done. Mm. And that's not who I am. That's not who I be, you know? And <laughs> yeah. Especially now that I'm aligned. I am Anna Wood. I just show up in the world every day as who I am. And just by being who I am, I'm a light that guides other people to be themselves as well. And these I'm talking about this stuff now because it's what's been coming up for me lately it's what's Mm -hmm. on my heart lately but if you looked at my Instagram you know when I was first starting out that was front and center that's what I had in my bio like Google Stanford MBA blah 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 these are this is believe me I'm credible (laughs) you know these are the things I've done whereas now none of that's on there most of the people that are engaging with my content don't even know that about me and they just know who I am. Mm-hmm. And um, that's really what identity is. And I think maybe I was afraid that who I was wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And so I had to do. do. To fill it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so common. What, what then, when you, when you did actually like, whoa, okay, let me just be. And you got that. Mm-hmm. You you also like put yourself in a situation, and the universe like sat you down and was like, "You're not working." Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think so many people, 
especially uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you're uh, in a well-developed part of society. And there's just a lot of anxiety. And we were t- we've been talking about your adrenals. <laughs> and, you know, from my followers, like, I was overdosing on caffeine. Like, I literally having heart palpitations because I had too much caffeine like, mm. consistently. And uh, I was trying to be super high energy because that was the only way that I thought that I would be worthy of love or connection or accepted. Because wow. it, was, it was rewarded. Me being high energy was so rewarded. And so when I wasn't high energy, which is a side of me, I almost just, like pushed that away and I was like no 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 we can't do that so I would you know down caffeine and, yeah. and stay at that in my opinion high vibe back then but that wasn't, <laughs> you know but that wasn't high vibe was at high all jitters. it was jitters exactly <laughs> so I know that you're all about the high vibe um what does that mean to you yeah well high vibes isn't a metaphor I know it's a colloquialism but it is it is quite literally uh what it refers to is the idea that everything is energy. Quantum physics shows us this. I am energy. Kevin is energy. You are energy. This this phone that we're recording on right now is energy. And the space between us is energy. Even the things that we can't see, like our thoughts and our emotions, those carry vibrational frequency as well. Uh, quantum physics shows us this. Yeah. This is scientifically proven, proven that every single ounce of us, yes, maybe you look at yourself and you think you look solid, but we can only see a tiny little sliver of the vis- visible spectrum and what we actually are, are just vibrating balls of frequency. Right. And um, that frequency changes based on our way of being, based on, based on our resonance and um, coherence with the rest of the world. And we are constantly shifting in vibration based on everything in our life everything affects vibration what we put in our body what we put on our body who we surround ourselves with the thoughts we think the emotions we feel and so the work of raising your vibration really impacts every single part of your life and I've I've been coaching for 10 years now I've studied all different types of coaching I've coached in all different types of industries personal professional spiritual um, wellness coaching and and the most powerful distinction I have found across all of it is raising your vibration. That is the single most important thing that you can do because, and quantum physics also shows us this, that we attract that which we are the vibration of. Mm -hmm. And so as you raise your vibration, you can quite literally attract anything you want in life. Well, so what is it raising your vibration? Because Kevin Crenshaw from two years ago would have been like, well, just down more Red Bull. Like, (laughs) (laughs) just more energy. Um, But what is technically like uh, for you what's your definition of of Mm. raising your vibration well vibration can be measured um and uh you know we could we could measure your vibration and everything like that plant over there has vibration that crystal has vibration all the food that you eat has vibration to basically dead like when you're eating um you know something like cheetos (laughs) that's gonna be like the same vibration as eating cardboard versus if you're eating something that comes from the earth that's alive that's plant-based it's gonna be much more high vibrational um down what is it i guess what does it mean to be in your own highest vibration okay gotcha yes so your highest vibrational self is your higher self that is who you really are and you could say like in a way like your integrated inner child and, sure. and other sides of you. Sure. There are a lot people will, will refer to this in 
many different types of ways right. depending just on kind of like your beliefs the most your, real you possible. yeah the truest you the most authentic yeah. you yeah. the who you are when you are at your best mm-hmm. that is your highest self mm-hmm. and that self is super ultra high vibrational and you don't have to change yourself to become that person that is who you really are mm-hmm. underneath your coats that's what i call them the coats and the coats are all of these layers that you are wearing that are dimming your light dimming you back from being who you really are this ultra light high vibrational being and these coats are you know the limiting beliefs you have the fears you have the stories you tell yourself about yourself the the ways of being that are not serving you your behaviors your habits that are not serving you the relationships in your life that are not serving you um, the thought patterns the emotional patterns that you have that are not who you really are uh, your programs that are not who you really are any sort of dissonance in your life whether it's a relationship that's not a authentic vibrational match to who you really are a job that's not an authentic vibrational match or in alignment with who you really are all of these things are going to be coats on top of you that are going to weigh down your vibration and one by one the work i do is helping you take off these coats and as you do that your light shines brighter and brighter and brighter and you start to vibrate higher and higher and higher and it feels really good it's like quite literally the feeling of being high (laughs) right or or lighter yeah it's also like yeah And, and I love that that's, you're referring to them as coats because that's another thing, like, you know, we were just live with your Vibe Tribe mm-hmm. uh, right before this, and you were saying how, like, we do very similar things, just wording it differently. Yeah. And it's, it's so true because, like, how you're saying Vibe Higher, I'm saying Be Lighter. Yeah. And it's it's very interesting. So when it comes to raising your vibration... And, vi- and being more that more authentic self, you know, you, like you said, those coats are what people are having in that on and these these fears, insecurities, traumas, doubts, worries. Um, in in what you do, how does somebody take off the coat? Yeah, well, it, you have to want it because these coats are comfy. <laughs> and they're really cozy and warm yeah. and it feels uncomfortable to take them off. It's exposing yourself, taking them off. It feels vulnerable. Um, so it, it's not, not at, and this has actually been a big part of my journey as well is, is not trying to fix everybody. <laughs> you know, you have to want it yeah. when you're ready, but usually people come to me when they either are at a breaking point in their life where they just can't do it anymore mm. or or they've made it to the top and this is kind of more similar to my story where I, I had it all on paper all the things I had ever wanted and I was even engaged at that point um, and I looked around at all these things that I thought were gonna make me happy I kept thinking, oh, I'm going to be happy when I do this, when I have this. You literally reached all of your goals. <laughs> and I reached all my goals and I looked around and I was more miserable than ever. And that is most frequently when people reach out and they're like, oh, wait, it's not the doing, it's not the having, yeah. there has to be something more within this. And it's not about these things that people told me that are going to make me happy. It's actually about optimizing for happiness itself. Mm-hmm. And happiness comes when you are showing up in the world as who you really are. And doing that is a lot harder than it sounds. First of all, you have to figure out who the hell you are. (laughs) You have to align with the truest version of you, which requires a ton of reprogramming, a ton of practice, a ton of showing up for yourself every single day, and 
the willingness to break a lot of things in your life. You're build, you're going to be building a skyscraper. Like mm-hmm. when you are, uh, when you're raising your vibration, you're going to build a skyscraper of a life, but you can't build that on a shack. You've got to tear down, you got to tear everything down mm-hmm. first. So it can mean broken relationships. It can mean moving. It can mean leaving right. jobs. Um, and it's different for everybody, but do you believe that it gets worse before it gets better? Uh, I don't, I don't like to label things as worse or better, True, but, um, um, the, the process isn't linear. Growth isn't easy and it can be painful. Yeah. Does it get painful before it gets liberating? I I haven't encountered a time where it's not painful. I don't think like, like even what you were talking about earlier, you went through some sort of like panic attack. Why is the technology working? Yeah. It got painful before you had the breakthrough. Totally. And it's, well, yeah, as you, I'm at the point now where I still, I, I find the journey to be so fun and I love the process of it. And I've kind of always been that way, but yeah, it's the discomfort. I think I now I'm just so comfortable with discomfort. Yeah. If that makes sense. Same. Like that's yeah. like my sandbox and playground. I always just lean into it, but it can be very uncomfortable. We don't grow when we're comfortable. So it's right. always going to be uncomfortable. Um, and, but yeah, it's, it's really getting into the foundation of what actually lights me up what actually mm-hmm. makes me happy mm-hmm. and getting comfortable with letting go of everything that isn't that. Yeah. Going back to um, the discomfort thing, mm-hmm. do you think that some people are just born seeking discomfort and they love it or is that like a learned behavior? Oh, it's an addiction. Um, is it a learned behavior? That's really hard to know. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just tossing yeah. out the question because, like, I know for me... Um, it was definitely learned because I, I had, I tried to morph myself into somebody to be accepted Yeah. and that uncomfort that I went through got me some level of acceptance more yeah. than I had before. So then I learned, Oh, uncomfortability, then I'll be accepted. And so I just neglected myself, but ever, it was unhealthy. Right. But I just got massively uncomfortable, but almost in like a unhealthy way. I think it's kind it was of like, like it well, was it was like uh, sorry to interrupt, but it yeah. was like a uh, what was the word I had for it? It was like unnecessary discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're always course correcting towards the middle, right? And some right. people are really optimizing for comfort and not taking any action, and they need to yeah. optimize the other way. So, yeah, this is where you're at in your path. Yeah, it's just where you are in your path. Whether or not you're born that way, I mean, I my beliefs are that we to a certain extent have soul contracts that we are here on this earth to learn and Mm -hmm. grow and then also there there's we also have free will and we learn a lot of things along the way and we are so malleable Mm. and yes we get programming early on but we're also constantly learning and adapting and our brains are always forming new pathways especially Mm. when we are if you listen to kevin's podcast you're probably obsessed with your own evolution you're probably (laughs) forming new pathways all the time so Um, you're always learning and unlearning. Well, what, what I mean, I'm thinking about it now on the flip side of you look at kids and they're just come, they're in a way kind of comfortable with strangers and yeah, you know I what I mean? Kids. Like, so is uncomfortability a learned behavior then? Um, like, cause, cause if, if little kids like that are, you know, in the raised in a right, a proper environment to be like, yeah, talk to strangers, whatever, everybody's, everybody's fine. Like, yeah. 
Is that just a fear that's placed on us because of society or our parental? Well, kids are, that's our purest self. You can think of that as our yeah. highest self, yeah. our most high vibrational self. You're the closest to the spiritual world when you're first born and you haven't put on any coats yet. Mm-hmm. You, want, you want the truth? Ask a kid. Yeah, <laughs> right. They will tell you. And, you know, I always say, like, I have clients come to me and be like, I'm so shy. I can't talk to anyone. And I'm like, are you really shy? Or... When you were four years old, did you overhear your parents tell their friends that you're shy? And then all of a sudden, that's a label you put on yourself, yeah. and you just show up as shy for the rest of your life. So It's crazy how integral humans are. Yeah. Like, we, we just stay true to a story. Yeah. And oh, even yeah. if it doesn't serve us. It's wild. But once you learn that, that's a super empowering fact, because you're like, yeah. oh, that's just a story. And I can change that and then be integral for what I actually want. Exactly. Versus the stuff that's not serving you. Or, yeah, or we are so freaking powerful. It's just it's just awakening to that power. Once you awaken to it, mm-hmm. you can quite literally design your life. It's pretty dope. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, so is, is it just a choice then, or is it more than a choice? Um... Letting go of the story, letting go of the stories. Oh, is it, uh, well, I think it requires a choice, Yeah, but it's more than the choice. Definitely. I mean, you have to actually take action. You have to couple it with action. Right. Yeah. Cause I think too, um, that sometimes if people get stuck in their heads and especially when you start becoming introspective, it's a lot of times in the head. If you don't have the right friend group or you're not somehow expressing it with your words, uh, then you're just kind of stuck in your head and it can, that navigation is very dangerous. Yeah. That's kind of like going and exploring the ocean without a compass. You're just kind of like hoping you're in the right direction, mm-hmm. but it, you just have you to, to, to go back on, right? It's and a I very think, Western way of looking at things. Yeah, how's how? The head. We're very cerebral here. Yeah. Our higher self, our intuition lives in the heart. Exactly. And a lot of cultures and societies believe that the heart runs the body that's right well the heart math institute has proven that yeah so uh uh, literally heart math institute google it people (laughs) um they've they've proven it's that the heart speaks to the brain not just the other way around and um they've done like predictive powers yeah and they've also done studies on how uh like gratitude can can heal cancer and a bunch of other stuff Mm -hmm. too there's a really cool one where they show participants um, a photograph that's either really, really cute, like puppies, or super disturbing, like a murder scene. Mm-hmm. And the heart responds to the photo before the photo has even been chosen. Whoa. It, like, literally knows. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. Chills. Trust your intuition, people. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. That's wild. But it, 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 that also doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Because how many times have you, like, had a weird feeling of, like, uh-oh, something's up and then something happens, right? Like, your heart has that, that weird thing. What about time? Is that's real? Exactly. It's not. Because that's <laughs> literally what we're talking about is proving that it's not. Yeah. It's absolutely not. And, um, you know, with the heart, the heart is, is tapping into the quantum field. Yeah, um, which is where all our all possibilities uh, exist, and time is a construct that we're gonna get esoteric here. Time <laughs> yeah, is a construct sure. that's been layered onto this three D reality for us to make sense of what's happening of the yeah. the slides of, par- of parallel realities that we right. live in. Yeah, <laughs> basically, I mean, I couldn't have said it better. 
Um, but here's here's what's super empowering about that. So most people identify as who they are based on who they've been in their past. That's mm-hmm. the past stories we told themselves. Oh, I am shy because that's who I've been in my past. When in reality, you have no obligation to be who you used to be. Mm-hmm. All that exists is a moving present moment. Yep. And just like you identify with your past self, how about identifying with your future self? Because your future self exists mm-hmm. just as just as much as your past self exists. Oh my gosh. You know what? One, one, yeah. One thing that helped me with that uh-huh. and actually identifying with my future self uh, instead, instead of the future self that was out there and yeah. this person that I wanted to become. It exists right now. Exactly. And one of, the things that, one of the things that I did when I was kind of really stuck in that third dimensional construct of time mm-hmm. uh, to kind of pop me out of it, I guess, is I, would, I was always doing like gratitude meditations and I was grateful for the past and I would look into future stuff and be grateful for like panning things out and how I wanted them to happen. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so grateful that this happened even though it was like in the future, right? And almost just seeing everything as in the past. But one thing that helped me was I was I would think about like something in the past that I was really grateful for. And then I would think about something in the present and I would feel it. And then I would think about something in the future that I'm proud of myself for creating mm-hmm. and doing. And then I would think about something in the present and then the future and then the past and then the past and the future and the past and the present. And I would jumble it all up. Yeah. Fuck yeah. To where it's like what was I just talking about something that actually happened? Like, I don't know. I confused myself. Yeah. And that's when I uh, did that a few times over the course of like two weeks. And that's when I really like was like, this is all, it's like you said, it's just one continuous stream of the present moment. Yeah. And I get to be grateful for what's coming and what has happened because it's the same thing. I love that. That's how you manifest. Right. Because it's like, you know, we are always attracting that which we are the vibration of. So when you're grateful for what is coming, you are a vibrational match for Ooh. it. It just naturally comes to you. Well, so then this is also on the on the lines of like predestination versus free will. Mm-hmm. Where are you on that spectrum? Well, we have free will and we also have soul contracts. Let this go in one year out and out the other. If it, mm-hmm. if it doesn't resonate with you, maybe it plants a seed. Maybe it does resonate with you and trust that as well. But this is what I believe and I've... This is this is what I dedicate my life to, um, but you know you are an eternal spiritual being, mm-hmm. living a temporary human experience, and you've existed in many 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 lifetimes, before and after, but really all at the same time as this <laughs> one, <laughs> and um, con- as we raise consciousness, that is really just consciousness learning itself. And in mm-hmm. order for consciousness to learn itself, there are certain um, lessons that we are here on earth to learn and also certain pur- soul purposes that we are here to fulfill for the greater ascension of consciousness. Do you think that that happens? It's going to happen no matter what? I believe that there are certain lessons that we are here on earth to live no matter what. So that, are, the, 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 that throws out free will. No, there. I no. No, not for me. Okay. Um, like you're gonna learn the lesson no matter what route or option you take. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I've I came from like an evangelical background, and so this was something that we were debated a lot yeah. like, in school because they they it was a college prep school, but they also like prepared us to like study the Bible and like learn and defend it and stuff like that. And so one of the arguments I remember in like senior year of high school was all about predestination or free will. And I'm in this point in my life kind of under this, this model where 
there is like a higher path for us to take that's like this is why your soul came here uh-huh. but then it's up to us to co-create that route Absolutely. I, do, I, I do to some extent feel that we could not achieve that oh yeah you know what I mean and yeah, like, which and is the free okay will like, you, can, you can fuck it up but like God love the universe has a higher purpose and route and that's okay too and because time doesn't exist maybe you have to come back and get it in another right, lifetime right right interesting yeah yeah. We're going deep. I love it. <laughs> Are you still with us, guys? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about time not being real. Fuck, I'm looking at my watch right now. Um, I don't wear a watch for that reason. The more you dude, wear a watch, I, the I more don't. you are trapped I, to time. Yeah. And the less you can look at the clock. If you're running late, just ask the universe for more time. It's, and it appears. Also time just, is constantly folding in on itself. It's also working. just being present. Mm-hmm. If you're constantly worried about the time, like, what does that say? Oh, yeah. Like, if you're stressed about being late, you just attract more of that experience of being late. Mm-hmm. If you say you don't have enough time, well, about then the, the universe s- says yes to that and you won't. Right. Well, what about the other side of it where I'm always early? Exactly. And just say, universe, more time, please. Thanks for, thanks for the extra time. That's what I always say. <laughs> well, like, I feel like I have all the time in the world. Yeah, you do. But I'm not, like, running behind. Well, when you realize time doesn't exist, it's a very empowering feeling. Can you use time? Uh, What do you mean by that? Like time management. What do you mean by that? Yeah, exactly. Like scheduling that I will do this thing at tomorrow at this time. Sure, you can do that. It's a commitment. Right. Is that then using time? But then that's like also, I don't know. I'm just throwing things out. Um, Yes, you can use time. I would say yes. Right. (laughs) (laughs) yeah you see how like and just for everybody listening like how we we really can't even comprehend it it's like yeah this makes sense but wait what the fuck like yeah yes so it's you know this reality is we're we're in a three-dimensional video game essentially yeah or you think we're in a simulation yeah i mean all of all of reality is is a mirror that we are constructing with our own beliefs and um we believe time to be real and also part of this 3d earth game is time like Mm -hmm. yes time isn't real but it is a real part of the 3d earth experience and so yes we do experience it we can awaken to the knowledge that time isn't real and that's very empowering and when you realize that it's very freeing and liberating and can complete it's a paradigm shift that can completely alter the way that you live your life Mm -hmm. um because then you'll be able to recognize like that you can become the quote-unquote future self now. Yes, you can design in the quantum. Right. That being said, you still experience time. Mm-hmm. It's an experience that we have right. here on Earth. Right. But you can warp time, and time is always folding in on itself, and that, like this, I said. Right, and this is also kind of proven by science to some extent of like um, if you're – on you know have you ever seen the movie interstellar mm-hmm. so good yes so good it's like so one of good. my favorites although i'm terrible uh, at remembering movies just like watch, watch interstellar people yes. you'll thank yourself um <laughs> but it does a good job of like doing that whole thing with time and there was another movie but like where if you're at a different time and point in space outer space uh like on a different planet that's spinning at a different rotation versus earth like you experience time in a different way where you can age quote unquote faster isn't that interstellar is that Interstellar, or is that, there's no, there's so many space movies? They go movies. into like different dimensions. Yeah, but I don't know if they did if they did it. The with aging. Time. I don't they think did they did aging. They did aging. Yeah, because that one guy is on the 
is spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. That one guy's on the spaceship and they all come back onto it and he's like 90 years That's old. That's true. On that one pl- like yeah. water planet or whatever yeah. where there was like a tsunami. Yeah, they were yeah. only on it for like 20 seconds, but they go back and he's like 90 years old. Yeah. So like that's <laughs> I was also thinking that in terms of I've heard that trees experience time different than we do. Ooh, same um, one. They it's also there's new studies and research that trees have a heartbeat and it's literally just this electromagnetic <gasps> pulse. It's very slow. Yeah, I've heard right? this and I just got and, chills when you said that. Um, and um, it basically, was talking about how they are. There's all you always think of trees or redwoods and you think like wisdom. Yeah. And it's like because they're they're a lot around a lot longer, um, but also like that it is a living creature, but it's also the age of some trees, right? And um, just how they're moving through time differently than humans are. Well, they're quite literally plugged into Mother Gaia, which is so high vibrational, you guys. You want to raise your vibration, get your feet into the (laughs) earth. Hug a tree. Like, I know that's so cliche, but hug a tree. Dude, I jump in the ocean almost every day. Me like, too. It's like, yeah. And I hug trees. Like, I've, <laughs> you I guys, I've gotten to the point where I I used to be, be, like, really self-conscious about my spiritual habits, like, in public. Now I just walk. I, I live on the beach. There are a bunch well, of we tree Well, we also live I in just, Venice where it's more socially like accepted. I hugging the trees. <laughs> like, like, what is it called? Snow angeling in the sand. Yeah. Like, I never wear shoes anywhere. Um... <laughs> And visualize. It's it's much yeah. more coupled, powerful coupled with your intention. So visualize an energetic cord connecting you to the tree, connecting you to the ground, and actually charging up your energy. And, and thank the earth. Yeah, and that's raising your vibration. Yeah, quite literally. And I would, I, you know, science would also say like a bunch of stuff that that's good for. It. But it's yeah. it's just good, people. Yeah. do it. Get in nature. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just good for your heart. Mm-hmm. Right? Like to just connect because we're so disconnected. Yeah. And it also connects with the free radicals in our system that make us sick right. and cause disease. I mean, there, there are literally infinite benefits of getting out in nature. And that's, you've experienced this. Even if you live in a big city and don't get out in nature, exactly. think about yeah. how you feel the times where you have gotten in nature and well, breathe that fresh air, how mm-hmm. you really do feel different and more present, and that's the feeling you can have every day. And also just thinking about, uh, what is it, metaphors or even analogies. I look at nature and learn from nature. Like, I stopped reading books and listening to podcasts all the time. Mm-hmm. Me too. And watching YouTube videos. And I literally, like, nature is my teacher. Yeah. And my intuition is my guide. I don't need to rely on somebody else. Sure, a strategy or information, but... I'd rather have that come from conversation than just blindly following somebody else when we could just go to the source, which is literally where you came from, which is the earth. Uh Uh-huh. Right? And that's like even a lot of the spiritual teachers, that's all they're they're, they're referring like be like water or, you know, the whole phrase of like that water uh, cuts through rock. It's persistence. It's, It's all metaphors for like what earth is showing us. It's just, uh, it's taught me a lot. I love this years. stuff. I didn't know we were going to go down this path. <laughs> I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't either. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it all goes back to raising your vibration because mm-hmm. when you're in doing that, you're literally connecting back to the frequency of Earth and getting more connected to your highest self <laughs> as she's getting her crystals. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also one of my friends, uh, shameless plug, Ashley Frey, California Love Water. 
uh, we were talking about crystals and how like crystals hold energy and how she's had, um, you know, we've done, we've gone deep down the rabbit hole of like aliens and stuff. Oh, let's do that. Yeah. And she <laughs> and she was talking how uh something about how you know, if there were aliens that they would use crystals and rocks to power their spaceships. If there were aliens? Yeah. I mean, if in terms of there might most likely are, but there like, 100% yeah. are. Yeah. 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 I mean, we are aliens like to think that to think that consciousness is only incarnating on this planet is a very... Yeah, that's, that's ignorant. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't... It's it's impossible. Right. So then the whole, uh, the whole philosophy on that is that crystals do hold, like, codes and vibrational energy to, like, power a spaceship or stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. What do you think about gold? <laughs> we're going in like different, in terms yeah. of like like because like humans have a weird by the dollar. <laughs> yeah no because humans have a very weird obsession with gold mm. and it's not it's only this value that we've given it and everybody agreed that it's very valuable yeah but well, like and the dollar isn't even backed by gold it turns out not anymore um i can't say that i have a strong opinion on this there's there's a this is a very very interesting uh uh school of thought but one of my friends that's a gold miner actually told me this, that it's believed that aliens put uh, humans on this planet to farm and collect gold, and then they would return. In, We're here to do all sorts of things. So like that. yeah, but like to so in like however many years and like come and take the gold. That's already happening. Yeah, you feel? Like yeah. That's a, yeah. I mean, you guys. Like, do you really want me to let it rip on aliens? Let it rip. Because let it go. I'm an alien. <laughs> oh, I mean, I know I'm Palladian, but like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. What do you want to know? <laughs> Ask me anything. Well, I mean, let me start with what I know, which okay. is that I've been told by a few different people that I'm Palladian. And Does that resonate with you? Yeah, because they don't know me, and different people that don't know me are telling that me that. So I'm like, okay, I haven't done research on it, but I've also been told like, and I've 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 had a very very strong mission to fulfill in my life. Like I mm-hmm. I literally like what I'm doing with the heart guy and, and the heart gang and everything is like the start of that. But I really do feel like I'm here to help the world in like a massive scale. And that I've had that since I was a little kid. Yeah. Um, so I've also had like psychics and other people tell me that this is like, I'm, I've completed my karmic life cycles and this is like a, a life that I chose to be here. Like, you know, wherever we go at beyond, it was like, no, I'm going back cause I want to help. Yeah. It wasn't like, I have to go back to relearn a lesson. Well, but you then, might be a Pleiadian. I mean, I am, yeah. I, all of us, Everyone on this planet has connections to other star systems. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of whether or not you are aware of that. Yeah. And there are many different star systems that we've been from and you are, we've probably had many lifetimes on Pleiades and lots of other star systems as well. Right. It's not like you've only been on one, um, but you likely have stronger connections to one and that maybe Pleiades, that definitely is for me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Pleiades in particular are here all, all star seeds, all light workers are here on Earth to aid in the ascension. Pleiades, Pleiadians in particular, 
um, are here now at this time with missions to be light workers to mm, gotcha, yeah. to awaken and like uh, there are many telltale signs of being a Pleiadian and I can see some in you for sure and but that's definitely one of them is just all your life feeling very alien feeling homesick knowing you have this giant uh, purpose here on earth that's yeah. that's really big and here to serve um, and there are all sorts of physical characteristics and physical symptoms as well hmm. um, and there's plenty of evidence of aliens on earth that the powers that we don't want us to know about so it's very buried um do you watch gaia uh i've seen a few things on gaia but for those of you who don't know it's gaia is like netflix for spirituality and aliens (laughs) exactly go on gaia watch deep space okay watch um oh my gosh what is that show there, well, there are a lot of different ones. Watch uh, Unearthing Nazca. Watch Missing Links. Missing Link. I mean, watch Missing Links, and I'll talk to you in three months because <laughs> you're going to be just blown away. Uh, I mean, all, all of them. But, uh, yeah. yeah. It, there's no – I. it's hard for me to even talk about because there's – I've go, gone so far down this rabbit hole that there's no debating it anymore. Okay, yeah. But yeah. there are certain things I could say that, like, I'll, I'll admit I'm kind of, like, afraid to share them because – Societally, it's – Societally, yeah. it's so out there. Right. To say that, like, oh, I'm a part of the Astar Command and I'm a Palladian alien yeah. <laughs> here to raise the consciousness of Earth. Like <laughs> – And you're like, all right, ego, chill the fuck out. Yeah. But <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, but also like that is that is one of the spiritual traps, right? Is to get a spiritual yeah. ego, to realize you're a light worker, to be like, oh, everybody's asleep, everyone's a sleepwalker, like I I'm special, I'm a Pleiadian, and then get like get a Pleiadian tattoo or something oh like that. And like I like alienate yourself. Alienate yeah. yourself. <laughs> and I uh, think that you're special when in reality we're all special. We are all here yeah. to serve a purpose on yeah. Earth. All of us have connections to the star system. Yes, you are awakened to it. Um, everyone will awaken to it in their time. And part of being on this path, being on this journey is realizing that we are all one. We are all equal. We are not special because we're a Pleiadian or anything like that. Um, but if any of this is resonating with you, if you're still listening right now, (laughs) you might be a Pleiadian. You might be a vibrational match to Pleiades and Google it. (laughs) Yeah, that or something because, you know, like, like attracts like and, you're listening to my podcast because we've got similar values, so that yeah. may say something. So, well, it's true. Like you really, yeah. you don't come across content like this unless you're a vibrational match for it. Totally, yeah, yeah. Um, so you're listening to this for a reason, and um, hi, you might be an alien. Welcome, welcome. We come in peace. We love you. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's funny. So it all comes back to raising your vibration, right? <laughs> let's, let's let's circle this back. Yep. Um, but like you're. Again, like you said, it matters and it doesn't. And this is a, this is my take on spirituality. I never said it doesn't is, matter. No, but this is my take on it. Okay, is that it matters and it do- doesn't. Yes, you're a Palladian from the from the star system, but like, don't let it fucking get to your head. Yeah, because even if you didn't know that, you would still be it. Yeah, exactly. even if you didn't know you had chakras, they would still be there. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I think that especially in uh, the um, spiritual community. It can kind of be like very egotistical 
Yeah. As ironic as that is. That's one of where, the traps in the awakening process. Yeah. The spiritual ego. Like, oh, I definitely like had that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, everyone's asleep. <laughs> how, can, how can I interact with anyone? <laughs> where you're like, oh, like I know all these things about chakras or I know all these things about energy and nobody else knows it. And, uh, yeah. Or like uh, it's like a falling into another trap of ego uh, in an unhealthy way. Just having the label of spirituality, not look at my car and all my money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yes. I I think it matters, period. It matters a lot. I think I think raising your vibration, becoming aware of who you really are as an eternal spiritual being is the single most important thing you can do in, in life because it helps you be who you really are, live your soul right. purpose, um, all of that. But I agree with you that the labels are essentially essentially meaningless. I mean, right. Pleiadian is a, is just another label just like shy is. Mm-hmm. And that word is still a social construct as well. And um, all of these terms, starseed, Pleiadian, Lumerian, Syrian, lightworker, these are all essentially the same thing. And they are referencing the fact that you are an eternal spiritual being who is much, much, much more vast than this physical 3d meat suit that you are incarnated in right now in this lifetime. And when you gain that perspective, it's a paradigm shift that completely alters the way you do life. And that's so beautiful. Mm. And however you awaken to that is so beautiful. Um, and there's great power in the labels, but also they are not you. And so don't over identify with them. Right. Very true. Cause uh, labels is a very, uh, rocky road. Yeah. Even your name. Yeah. You know, like that's a label to some extent and it carries your own beliefs about what it means to be that person. Absolutely. Right. Like for me, Kevin Crenshaw, like sometimes I, I have literally somebody asked me my name the other day and I like stumbled on my words. Cause I don't, I also with my age, like my birthday is tomorrow and I have to remind myself of that stuff. Cause I don't literally routinely don't think about that. Um, like, oh, I'm Kevin, or oh, I'm this age, or oh, I'm from this city. It's just, I guess, because I am more present. You know that um, as we become more and more spiritual, actually a great way to ground is to say, I am Kevin Crenshaw. Really? That's how you ground into your body. Um, But yes, names are very powerful. Actually, a lot of the work I did at Google in diversity training was we had so much data on resumes because like thousands of people apply to Google every single day. And we did a lot of studies on names mm-hmm. and how, if you remove all the names from resumes, who actually gets hired? Because there's so much bias in names. On a name. Yeah. Wow. That's huge. Yeah. Whoa. I'm, learn- I'm like learning the secrets yeah. of there's, Google there's, over here. There's a lot of studies on that in Freakonomics as well. Okay. Um, there are a lot of weird twin studies where some crazy parents named their kids like winner and loser or like weird stuff like that yeah when like of course it alters the course of your life yeah but um yes names are very 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 powerful and um yeah i love that (laughs) it is is. but again it's at the same time it's a label i feel yeah because it's like think about people in in like early humanity or tribal culture i'm sure they had names but it was still just like yeah but you're the there was no baggage, I feel, or heaviness to it, right? It's just kind of like, because where did the names come from? We had to make meaning of something. So then we were like, oh, well, I'm going to call you this because it helps my 
understanding of having some certainty. Yes, it creates you know separate. I mean? It creates separatism when we're really all one. Yeah. That being said, like what comes up for me when I think about names is this was actually a big trigger point. I, I called off my wedding and mm. <clears throat> I changed your last name. My fiance basically demanded that I change my last name, which is something that I actually told him on our first date that I had no intention of doing. I wow. never, you know, I am Anna Wood. A lot of people call me by my first and last name. It was, I never really planned on changing my last name. And I definitely didn't plan on doing it because my fiance demanded that I do it. <laughs> oh shit! And um, yeah, I just I think as a woman, my ma- name means a lot to me because for so long, that's been the tradition that the woman like becomes the man's property with her name, sort of. Mm. So, anyways, I take a lot of pride in my name, and I also know there's a lot of grounding in I am. Yeah, I am. So, different ways of thinking about it. Very true. But at the end of the day, it's all about raising your vibration. <laughs> Word up. Word up. Well, <laughs> yeah, because of time's sake, we do have to cut it. But where can people find out more about you and what all you're doing? Yeah, the best way to find me is on Instagram. I am Anna Wood. And my website is IamAnnaWood.com. I have all sorts of stuff going on there. You can grab my free meditation to raise your vibration. It's the highest vibe meditation in the multiverse. You can join the Vibe Tribe um, and come say hi to me as well. I would love to meet you, love to know you. And thank you so much for hanging out with us today. That's awesome. Well, thank you for this amazing conversation. I know it didn't go as planned, but there wasn't a plan. There was no plan. We just flowed. Flowed with it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. Of course.